0: And now, as the dice roll. Brought to you today by... Air.
1: You... You kind of need it. No, I mean really, you literally can't live without it.
0: Air. Previously on Cautious Optimism. We're going to go
2: wake up this Matorb, find out his story.
3: I was assaulted. What happened to the guys that attacked me?
2: We still have an opportunity here on the station. Do we play it safe, get out of town? You did weld that guy into the engine room.
1: Yeah, we've still got to go and get trained in our psychic abilities.
2: (laughs) We do have the ability to stay on that secret floor. How about if I ask Johnny Lee... To take the cautious optimism and leave us here and for him to go hide it in the shipwreck belt. How upset are you? He's not just going to steal the ship.
1: We need to A, protect the ship. We need to B, protect each other and maybe make it as difficult as possible for these people to continue doing what they're doing. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job.
3: Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science.
0: Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous.
3: A species capable of Santa Power. We
0: are going to be the best of friends.
3: Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. We join the crew of the Cautious Optimism as they are preparing a return to the hired gun?
0: Yes. We're going to the psychic ladies' floor, aren't we? So that people can learn psychic things. To plot. Okay.
2: To hide and plot.
1: Yes.
3: Okay. Terrific. It is about 1 a.m. at this point, because you guys had just returned at midnight from your trip to the evil ship. (laughs) So after the talking and planning and prepping, it's probably about 1 a.m. You guys are walking through the station. It's still kind of crowded, actually. There's a lot of, quote, nightlife, unquote, on the station. There are a lot of people who are clearly inebriated walking around or sitting sometimes just out in public spaces because they're not able to walk anymore. There's a lot of loud music coming from various clubs here and there and everywhere. And as you guys make your way to the giant elevators, there is still a line of people waiting to go get on the elevator and go wherever it is they're going. So you guys get in line. You wait a few minutes until it's your turn. And then you go... Get into an empty elevator. With nobody else is in it. And as the doors are closing, a gray-furred falonian jumps in the elevator with you. I he turns to Rico.
4: I pull my gun.
3: Oh, okay. Freeze! Okay, at first he turns to Rico, then he turns to Hank. And he says, oh, I don't mean any, any harm. I'm just, I'm trying to find this... This lady named Rico. Is that you? And he, he looks to you.
0: Don't just randomly attack people. You get us all arrested. <sighs> yes, yes, that's that's me. You've been looking for me for a while, it seems.
3: I have. I have. Oh, you are so hard to find. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Did you ever consider that that might, in fact, be intentional?
2: Burn.
3: <laughs> no, that had not. <laughs> that had not occurred to me. Hmm. But I'm glad I found you. Whatever floor you guys are going to is fine with me.
2: I quickly hit the floor before the secret floor, so the elevator will stop.
3: (laughs) Okay. My name is Sando. I am a student of your old teacher, Professor Flubitum. And he has sent me to find you. He has a proposition for you. Can I sit down with you and discuss it at some point?
0: What sort of proposition?
3: He wants you to do a research project for him.
0: What sort of research?
3: Exactly. Let's go sit down and I can tell you all about it.
0: We're a little bit busy at the moment. So if you could just get a little bit of an outline, that would be, you know.
3: Okay. Outline real quick. Uh, I'll give you my elevator throw. Uh, That
2: would be useful given that we're currently in an elevator. Right. Hmm. Okay. I've never been more annoyed in my entire life. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she has her arms folded and she is staring unblinking at this person. He is looking
3: all around at all the different people and you as he talks and says, Professor Flopatam has a theory, a hypothesis that the ancient enemy, the rat people that we all think are a myth, are actually returning and he can't investigate or research it himself because it's insane and he would be ridiculed and chastised and thrown out of the community. But since you have already been ridiculed and chastised and thrown out of the community of scientists, he thought that you would be able to investigate in a way that he can't. And so he has a couple of planets that he thinks might have evidence of them having been there in the past, and and he'd like you to go and check them out, if that's something you could do.
0: Children's stories. Why is everybody obsessed with children's stories all the time? Uh, He hasn't
3: given me any
0: access to his evidence,
3: but apparently he has some reason to believe they might be real. But yes, they are children's stories, and it sounds ridiculous. And that's why a man of his prestige can't go investigating children's stories.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
3: But everybody already thinks you're
0: nuts. Yes.
3: So you could do it and nobody would bat an eye.
0: Yes, yes.
3: Hank, leans towards Rory. Can I shoot him yet?
2: No, don't shoot him. Okay, I'll put the pistol away.
3: Think about this. If it's true and you are the one who discovers evidence of it, it could actually get you reinstated into the scientific community of Felonia. You could be vindicated as a scientist.
0: I'll have you know, I've already been working on a research paper that might do just that. I and I have been collaborating.
3: The bird people?
0: No, no, nothing to do with the bird people.
3: Nobody cares about the bird people.
0: Nothing to do with the bird people. Oh. Nothing to do with the bird people.
3: Okay, okay. He looks around at your friends. Well, I'm sure that you and your colleagues are doing really exciting stuff. Yes. But seriously, consider Professor Floopatom's offer. This could really earn you the respect of your peers.
0: Did he send you with a data chip or anything with more information?
3: He reaches into his fur and pulls out an envelope and he says, yes.
0: Okay. I shall peruse the contents of the envelope at some point when I'm not extremely busy doing something else.
3: That's terrific. He hands you the envelope, and he says, I'm so glad I finally found you. I can go back and report that I was successful, and I'm going to get extra credit for this assignment. And between you and me, I'm not doing very good in his class, so I really needed the extra credit. So this is great.
0: He's giving you extra credit for finding me?
3: Yeah, he said it was a research trip. I was researching for your location. It was a real-world assignment. Very exciting. Everyone else is stuck. Back home, just listening to his lectures, and I'm missing those, huh?
0: Yeah. That seems like an oversight on your part.
3: He looks nervous
0: later. So
2: don't we have email? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't he have just emailed this to her, this whole thing? Oh,
3: email, and he puts his paw on your shoulder. What you don't understand is that somebody as important as Professor Flubatum is being monitored and watched and spied on all the time. If he were to send out an electronic communication like this, it could be intercepted, and then he would be made a laughingstock for believing in children's stories. That's why it was so important that he sends somebody to keep it all on the down low. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say this in front of any other people.
0: (laughs) So, astoundingly good at this task that you have been given. Also, Captain, I wouldn't have read an email from the professor. In fact, the professor knows full well.
2: Ah. Well, we're going to have to talk about that over coffee sometime. (laughs) Because there's a story.
3: At this point, the elevator stops on not the secret floor and the door is open.
2: You've delivered your message. Thank you very much. You can leave. Yeah, if his hand is still on my shoulder, I sort of take it off my shoulder and push him out the door and shut the elevator behind him.
3: All right, he walks out, and as the door is closing, he hollers out, wasn't this your floor? And then the door's closed. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: closed. And then we go to the secret floor.
0: Kyan looks over at Rico, he's like, you good? Her tail is flicking in annoyance, <laughs> her ears are twitching in that way that cats do when they're extremely pissed off, and she's sort of staring at the envelope, but she hasn't opened it, and she doesn't respond to your question
1: directly. He side eyes Hank with that, uh oh, <laughs> little bit look.
4: <laughs> Hank will shrug and shake his head, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh uh-uh.
1: uh. I learned my lesson. <laughs> not it.
2: <laughs> my name's Paul, and this is between y'all. <laughs> As the elevator
0: starts to move again, she puts the envelope in her bag. Well, Captain, I believe we already reached a destination.
2: All right, so to the secret floor.
0: As the elevator stops,
3: as if it was malfunctioning between floor 12 and 14. The doors open, and in front of you are two aliens. The dulon that you recognized before that has no bionic implants, and a human that you may or may not have seen before. And the human says, welcome. I was going to hide, but you guys saw me last time anyway, so I thought I'd just be out here. In the open, you guys can go on in, of course. And they both move to this side.
2: We just walk in and go. So I guess Kyan and Liliana should go talk to the psychic people. Yep. And then the rest of us should just go to our secret apartment and plot and recuperate. Okay.
3: All right. So let's do Kyan and Liliana talking to the spirit first. You guys find the hotel that has been turned into a kind of headquarters for the spirit and her whole team there. And you walk in. And even though it's the middle of the night, you find her sitting on her little makeshift throne. As she speaks into your minds, you've returned. Hey, <laughs> Hello, Liliana. Are you prepared to begin your training?
1: Liliana's just going to look
0: over at Kyan, like, okay.
1: <laughs> he shrugs a little bit, and he's like, as, as ready as I think we'll ever be.
3: Very exciting. Now, I know you said you can't stay here for very long. So, we probably only have time to teach you one thing. So, we could teach you how to send telepathic messages to people.
0: That sounds cool.
3: Right? It really is, she says, (laughs) in your mind. We could also teach you to read people's minds, the minds of people who are not psionic. And kind of the opposite of both of those, we could practice shielding your mind to protect you from other psionic people trying to get inside your head.
0: Do we both have to learn the same thing?
3: Oh, not
1: necessarily.
0: Because I want to send messages.
1: That's that's convenient. Because I think for me, it would be more helpful to read minds since I'm kind of doing it anyway, just not controlling it at all.
3: Fantastic. She levitates her body up and floats down, and she says, "One day you may learn how to levitate objects with your mind too, but that's a more advanced skill. We're going to begin on the easier things with you two. Come with me." And she leads you into a large room that was probably used to be the hotel, bar, and restaurant. But all the furniture and bar and everything have been removed. And so now it's just this large open space. And there's a bunch of other people of all different races in this room. There's a ton of pillows all over the place. Some people are sitting on the pillows cross-legged. Some people are sitting on the pillows on their, standing on their hands. Like doing a headstand, but the head's not touching the ground. Some people are even floating above the pillow, and they're all obviously practicing their mental abilities. And she leads you both over to two pillows and beckons for you to sit down. And she says, all right, let us begin. And as that's happening, the camera fades to black and opens up on the rest of the crew of the Cautious Optimism inside your hotel room. And you guys say and do things now.
4: (laughs) 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 Okay, Captain. So we have like eight hours until the hired gun leaves. Can we get the treasure?
2: In order for us to get the treasure, we're going to have to get that crew off that ship. So there's going to have to be some sort of distraction or reason to get them off the ship.
0: I think that's going to be quite difficult, given that, I mean, they will have arrived back at their ship to find the engineer welded into the engineering bay I mean, I think they're going to be quite suspicious
4: we could always sabotage their life support so that they have to get the maintenance crew
2: back on the ship true we definitely need to disable the ship somehow that should be easy enough probably by attempting to fix it
4: right exactly that was my thoughts captain
2: (laughs) I mean do we have any idea how many people were walking back to the ship because we got to figure out how many people are on that ship right now Why don't we ask Shipcom
0: to see if he can hack into the station's sensors?
4: Shipcom should still be close enough for long-range scanners, so...
0: Yeah, he did that for us before, did he not? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Has the cautious optimism left? The guy called Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop. Status report.
3: We have received clearance to leave the docking bay from station flight control. The docking bay doors have opened, and... Johnny Lee is running the pre-flight procedures. He has retrieved an old notebook made of paper and is going through a checklist. It is not a procedure I've seen you do before, but I am humoring him.
2: Good job, Tom. That's exactly what I needed you to do. Do you think once you guys successfully hide yourselves in the debris belt, Would you still be able to hack into the station scanners from that distance? I believe so. I would love to be able to see how many people are on the hired gun right now. How many beings?
3: I will do this. May I have Hank assist
4: me remotely? Absolutely, Shipcom. I'm here. I'll tap into my backpack computer.
3: Go ahead and make a hacking roll there.
4: Hacking. Here we go. Oh, six, ten, eleven. Success by five.
3: All right. It takes about a minute, and then, Hank, you get a indicator on your backpack computer. You can't see blueprints of the ship. It's too well shielded, but you are getting nine distinct life signs from the ship.
4: And surely one of them is an angry engineer.
3: Presumably, you don't have that kind of resolution <laughs> on the scan.
4: All right, Captain, we have nine life forms aboard the hired gun, which outnumbers us at full capacity, and we are down two crewmates.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of people.
4: I mean, I've got a lot of bullets.
2: No. Whilst you're hacked into
0: the station's systems, can you see if there's been any kind of communications records between the hired gun and the station? I imagine they must have been upset by what they came back to. Might have raised some kind of security concern. All
4: right. And using Shipcom's help, I will dial in and see if I can get any communication records since... They've arrived at the station for the hard gun.
3: Go ahead and make another hacking roll, please.
4: One, three, eight. Success by eight. Oh, my God. I feel like last session, we fluffed all of our (laughs) rolls. Except except for my bluff rolls. My bluff rolls were the only ones that worked. (laughs) Today, it's going really well.
1: Well, so far. (laughs) No, you shouldn't have said that. Don't jinx it. Too late.
3: (laughs) Alright, there were a number of communications to all kinds of places when they first docked. Mm -hmm. And then the comms pretty much went silent. Since about midnight-ish when they returned, there has been one communication to the station and one communication to some anonymous individual on the station. You don't know who.
4: I would like to get into those two files if at all possible.
3: Now the contents of the communications themselves are encrypted, so make another hacking roll with a minus four.
4: Nope. <laughs> that's that's a mm, fail by one. Uh, uh, can I assist you with that, I think? You can give it a shot.
3: Yeah.
0: Go ahead and make a hacking roll, Raven. Five, six, seven. My hacking is twelve, so even if I did that with a minus four, I've still succeeded by one. Woohoo! Well,
3: All right. With Rico's assistance, you can decrypt one of them. Which one was the most important one? Did you want to see?
4: The one to the individual. Yeah, because the one to the station would be, hey, who was on our ship? And we already know the answer to that, so.
3: All right. The communication doesn't have a name for the individual, but it was received by someone who was in a different bar than the one they were hanging out in. And the message, basically, it's hiring him to do a hit. And the person that he's been hired to kill is Johnny Lee.
0: Oh drat! I wonder if the station knows where Johnny Lee is.
4: Yeah, he just by name asked for clearance to leave the station. So, oh, mm-hmm. I call Shipcom. <laughs>
2: beep, beep, Shipcom, there's a hit on Johnny Lee. Do not let a single person get on that ship that is not me or a member of our crew. Um, Captain, they might just try and blow the ship up. You guys going to get off the station.
3: We are in space now, Captain. We have just debarked from the station and are en route to the debris field. Should we maintain this heading or change the plan?
2: Can you tell if you're being followed?
0: I think it's probably wise to stay on this course, unless, as you intimate, that they're being followed. But you need to look as inconspicuous as possible, Shipcom. I
3: noticed Johnny Lee is attempting to fly to his old, broken-down ship. I feel like that might be the first place that someone looking for him would go.
0: Yes, I definitely wouldn't do that.
3: I am overriding his commands and taking us in a different direction.
2: Explain to him that there's somebody after him. He has a hit put out on him. You should probably call him Captain.
0: Yes, Captain, why don't you just speak to him directly?
2: The ship can pass me through to Johnny Lee.
0: (laughs) Beep, beep, boop. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hey, Aurora, there's something wrong with your ship. Yeah, 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 It's not going the direction I'm telling it to.
2: Because I've ordered the ship to fly you away from your ship, which we all knew you were going to go to, including the people who put a hit out on you. Who would want you dead?
3: Well, Captain told him, more, but he, I, I'm sure he thinks I am dead." He, when he sabotaged my flight computer and flew us into that asteroid field, I'm sure he thinks he killed me.
2: Nope. very recently, he put a hit on you. And did you give your name when you left the station just now? Yes. Okay. Moron. So what I'm going to need you to do (laughs) is uh, go hide somewhere else in the belt and actually really hide and be on the lookout that someone's coming after you. And if they find you, try your best to escape. I mean.
3: Okay. Uh, Ship come. Load the torpedoes. It's already loaded.
2: (laughs) Don't waste my torpedo. (laughs) Unless it's absolutely necessary.
3: Hey, don't you worry your pretty little head, Aurora. I've got everything under control.
0: Okay. Did I think that is the least convincing thing anybody has said to us all day?
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But there's not a whole lot I can do about it right now.
4: She was a good ship.
2: No, don't say, hey, don't, don't, we can't give up I hope. Uh, beep, beep, boop. Captain. Yes.
3: I have ran all the scans available, and there is a considerable amount of ship traffic coming and going from the station, but none of them appear to be heading in our direction. I do not think we are being followed.
2: Well, if you suspect that you are, remember those evasive maneuvers that I loaded into your programming? They have different crazy names? Yes. So use those to your discretion and save yourself and our ship.
3: Very well. I am preparing to implement. Soaring albatross,
1: if needed.
4: <laughs> Good. Beep, beep, boop.
2: Oh, great.
1: If Kain was there, he would point out that albatrosses don't land well, so that might be concerning.
2: <laughs> or right in keeping with the tone of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. So I think we have two options. We're down two crew members for this plan because I don't know how long this training is going to take, but we just have to assume that they're going to be doing that. We could disable the ship by driving a forklift into it. Uh, I mean, wacky maintenance people has worked out for us in the past as a disguise. I don't know why. I
4: mean. Well, I mean, I already have a reputation for being a hard ass among maintenance. Surely I can find a random maintenance person and convince them to do the wrong thing and make them think they're doing the right thing.
2: That too. I just, I feel like we can't get into a full-on firefight with these people. And for the not southern people, I said firefight, not firefight, like I just said.
4: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of itching for a firefight, Captain.
2: I'm not. Yeah, but there's nine of them. I have six bullets. No, we're going to get shot in this. This We're going to get hit with something in this.
4: I don't know if you've noticed this, Captain, but I'm kind of hard to kill. <laughs> last words.
0: Can I just confirm, Captain, that our strategy has moved from
2: performing a heist to simply disabling the vessel? Well, we have to get them off the ship somehow. All of them. They're already on it.
4: And they're already
0: on guard.
2: And so we can't sneak on there.
0: If we disable the vessel by crashing something into it, they're all going to be on the ship repairing the
2: crash. Okay, that's a good point. Because they won't all leave the ship to come do that. So some of them will still stay on the ship. Because if it was an external disabling, like if we went and knocked off one of the landing feet. It wouldn't take
0: all of them to repair it. They wouldn't all leave. And they'd also all be very close to the vessel, even if they weren't inside
2: it. So how are we going to distract them and get them off the ship? Could we fake some sort of like gas leak in the bay? Hmm. Or something like a medical emergency that would make them leave? Like evacuate it somehow.
4: From knowing the basic blueprints of that ship do i know what type of systems they have on it like do they have like a halon system or something like that
3: Yeah, i mean when you were on there before and you were in their computer system and you got a good look around you weren't in the engineering section because that other dude was but you still got a good feel for it from the inside so yeah there are a number of poisonous gases in use in the system and yeah the fire suppression system the halon system right it's limited to engineering, but that would certainly cause people to get out of engineering. There are other pipes throughout the ship that have poisonous gases for the engines and thrusters and whatnot that if you could sabotage them or cause a leak there would also cause an evacuation.
4: All right. So, you know, montage explanation of the variety of different things we could do. Telling Captain Arico and I'm gonna say looks like we might need some gas masks if we decide
2: to go that route. Mm. We need Rico to open the door. She's cracked the code. Right.
0: It's just a combination, Captain. I can tell you what it is. Yeah,
2: but it's numbers. You're the numbers person. <laughs> we'll mess this up. Captain Rory's like, I don't want to hear any numbers. <laughs> don't show me a number. Don't even tell me <laughs> how long we've been here.
0: The uh, captain will have to do that for you. Um... Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice.
0: Uh callbacks. That was in that episode, too. I'm sure Hank can remember three numbers, Captain, if you feel like you can't. And they're his electric lockpicks, I was using.
2: Well, because I was thinking if Hank can hack the system, get the Halon to release, and maybe reroute some of that through the ship's life support system so the Halon comes through the vents everywhere. Mm, I'm not sure you could do that without physical manipulation,
4: Captain. Oh, uh. They would be purposefully separate, yeah, in such a way that I could not manipulate the valves properly. There's a lot of fail
0: safes to prevent that from occurring.
2: I'm reminded of a time back on Earth where someone released a thousand crickets into a store as revenge for being fired. <laughs> I wonder if there is some sort of bug or some sort of thing we could release in there to run them out of that ship. I mean, we could always
4: find some zats, but then we'd have to fight them too.
2: Yeah, no, we're never volunteering to be around zats. <laughs> and Hank grabs his chest just thinking about it. <laughs> Rubs his scars. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, we could have a look and see what other ships are on and what sort of cargo is coming in. That should be in a public manifest. Okay. But it seems like, I mean, then you'd have to get things and move them. I like, it, Right, um, I know.
2: It's. I'm just spitballing here.
0: Now
4: we're adding a step of sneaking onto a different ship.
2: Yeah. Let's sneak onto every ship. Let's steal one thing exactly from every ship, put it on the next ship in line, and steal something from that. Let's make this a fetch quest complete. Curiosity, Rico, do we happen to have any of the Tears of the God
4: left that we manipulated?
2: No, we do not. Do we think we could sneak onto the ship successfully? We know where it is, even with them on it. Like, if they're all in the mess hall or they're all doing someone into the ship, could we sneak onto the ship on the other end? If
4: the ramp was open, yes. I mean, it's super risky. I mean, they had to let us in last time, and he's going to recognize our face.
1: Can I ask a couple of GM questions? Sure. One, is it reasonable for Liliana and Kyan to be part of the plan, or are they regulated to just training psionically?
3: I mean, you could interrupt your training. But right now, yeah, you guys are in a different building doing the training. So at the very least, you'd have to excuse yourself from the training and get on your little cell phone if you wanted to be part of the planning stage.
1: I'm saying, could they plan to still use us in this, or are we off limits in the plan?
3: You could totally go help them with the heist, just it won't count towards the time required to get trained. Right.
0: I mean, this is like 2 o'clock in the morning by now, right? Yep. So I feel like at some point, maybe there's going to be a question about urgency and maybe it's like we should take a rest and everybody should get some sleep and then everybody would be together for like breakfast or something.
4: The issue with that is the ship's leaving at 10 a.m., remember?
1: We're on a time clock. Is it still leaving at 10 a.m. now that we've locked the engineer in there? I mean, I can check the ship's manifest if it's changed.
0: Captain, I have a
4: question about urgency. Yes. Do we know that the
0: hired gun is still leaving tomorrow morning? Maybe we should check the station's logs. Hank should have a look at the station. Yeah, Hank.
4: I will check the station's logs discreetly. Yeah, just make a straight hacking check. I have 11, 13, success by three.
3: All right. They have filed a new flight plan and have already requested permission to disembark.
1: So, it sounds like nothing's really going to plan, including the flight plan. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. This should be the last week of our major audio issues. This was definitely the roughest of the recordings. At one point in the second act, my audio goes out completely, but luckily, Kelly was recording from my family room, so I just joined her for the last 15 minutes or so. But again, We will be bouncing back and forth between Zencaster and Discord recordings over the next few months, so please bear with us. I'll clean everything up the best I can, and I think this episode is as bad as it will get, but I don't want you to think we're not aware of our audio issues. Not much else to report right now, so we're going to get right down to business. You can get a hold of us via email at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at asthedicerollRP, on Instagram at asthediceroll.com or chat with us in real time by heading to our Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek2geekmedia.com. And while you're there, you can also join the Geek2Geek Media Discord server. Now, when our crew is not learning to control their psionic powers from a cat person floating around a hidden level in a space station, you can find them podcasting about all sorts of geeky things. Kelly is taking a week off from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek as she will be in Alaska dog sledding with Todd. You can, however, find Todd and Alindzia on their podcast, Nerdberg Review, and Todd is also on Farming Simulated with Bama. On my podcast, Geektitude, we are doing a rewatch of the X-Men franchise movies. Our last episode was on X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Not the most pleasant of watching experiences, but we'll make up for it with our next episode where we'll cover X-Men The First Class and The Wolverine. And of course, you can find Raven on her podcast, Girls Gone Wow. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, March 11th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on March 18th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if the crew can catch the hired gun before it debarks, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
2: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back
1: and enjoy watching a video game
3: that the ship has changed their flight plan and has requested permission from flight control to leave the station. What, now? Now.
0: Yay! Okay. Um.
2: (laughs) Captain, I don't think there's anything we can do if they're leaving immediately. I get up and run across to where the psychic people are doing their psychic stuff. I just get up and run out of the room. Captain! Get talk! (laughs) (laughs) A
3: moment later, as Kyan... And Liliana, are sitting cross-legged on your pillows, deep in medication, focusing your mental powers, suddenly the door to the room slams open and Captain Rory emerges in a huff.
2: Hey, okay, I'm super sorry to disturb. Can you mind wizards stop a ship from leaving the station?
3: One of the floating people falls to the ground. Oh,
2: I was just going to ask if that happened. Sorry, it's totally my bad. I apologize, but I need to stop a ship from leaving the station, and I'm asking you guys, what can you do?
3: The spirit's voice appears in your mind, even though she hasn't turned around to look at you, and says, Physically stopping it is beyond our powers, but we might be able to interrupt the thoughts of the pilot. That could stop them.
2: Could you convince the pilot to stay?
3: If we're lucky, we might be able to render him unconscious altogether. Would that work?
2: many people, tops, could you render unconscious all at one time? Theoretically. Please say nine. Please say at least nine. We've never tried this. Several? How can we help you (laughs) knock out the crew of the hired gun for about 20 minutes?
3: Well, we need to know as much information about the individuals we're trying to telepathically influence as possible. Their names, what they look like, everything about them you know.
4: I will share with the spirit every single detail that I was able to get off the ship's manifest. At least for the ones that Liliana had met, she'll say. I guess
0: for the avoidance of any kind of continuity errors, Hank and Rico must have sighed deeply and then gone running after the captain since they are now joining in this conversation.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. You guys explode through the open door a moment after the captain does and
0: since Liliana actually had good conversations with a couple members of that crew, I figure she can give quite a bit of information about who's on that ship.
3: Yeah, Liliana was with them in the top.
0: Do we have details for all nine? There's three or four of them.
3: Nobody saw the engineer you spoke. Hank and Rory know the engineer's voice.
4: I feel like I got his name, though.
3: Oh, you might have, yeah, hopefully.
0: And, like, Liliana was gambling at the table with them and talking with them and stuff like that, so.
3: Yeah, you saw them and talked with them. So, Spirit turns around finally and says to Liliana, Liliana, may I have permission to go into your memories and retrieve the appearance and sounds of the crew you spoke with? Yeah, totally. Thank you, child. And a moment later, Liliana, you see, as if it's a movie playing in your mind, your whole encounter of when you were in the club. But it's kind of like on fast forward, it's going real fast. But you see all the people that you saw in the club, specifically the ones that you know were all crew on the ship, and the captain, of course, because you spoke with them, too, and hear their voices and everything. And all that kind of just plays in your imagination, and then, boop, everything's back to normal.
1: Oh, that was so cool. Do it again, do it again.
3: Not now, child. (laughs) Perhaps during your training, we'll do that again. Okay, well, I believe we can disable the captain and at least the crew that you've met.
4: And tentatively, Hank's going to be like, "I, I mean, I can give you my memories of interaction with the engineer.
3: She turns to you and makes eye contact. And a moment later, you are also seeing a movie in your head. And fast forward... But it's mostly the audio of the conversations you had with the engineer. And when it gets to the end of your last contact with him, everything goes back to normal.
4: Hank doubles over, peeping out coffee.
3: <laughs> okay. And the spirit says, okay, everyone come here. Everyone come around me in a circle. And all the other people in the room start to form a circle around the spirit. And a couple people come in from outside as well. And they all start to hold hands with the spirit levitating in the center. And everyone just closes their eyes and is very, very still and quiet. Beep, beep, boop. Captain, Captain, (laughs) Rory, Captain Rory.
2: Go ahead, Shipcom.
3: The hired gun has left the station. It looked like it was turning towards us, but it stopped turning and is now drifting out towards the field of debris. Oh, no. It is not heading directly towards us. It appears to be unguided.
2: They're disabled. Yeah, they're disabled. Okay, so now the question is, do we get the cautious optimism to come pick us up, take us to board that ship to then do the stuff? Do we have that kind of time? What do we
4: call a space Uber?
2: <laughs> the space lift.
4: Yes, I continue to pose a ship's maintenance. We take an Uber out to the higher gun.
0: Oh, that seems very risky, and I'm not sure we have that kind of time. How long are these people are unconscious for? Yeah, how long is this unconsciousness?
3: You hear the spirit's voice. We're doing our best, but it's difficult, especially as the ship drifts farther away. I don't know how long.
4: I don't know. Okay, look, Captain, I know this is not what you want, but Johnny Lee can get there a lot quicker than we can. Between him and Toboggan, or uh, whatever his name was... Ty Boone. I've been so bad with names. Ty Boone. Yeah, that guy. His name was Ty Boone. It's a bargain. (laughs) I'm going to write that down.
0: I hate to say it, Captain, but Hank is right. Johnny Lee is a... So we're going to let NPCs have our
2: height. Okay. Shipcom. (laughs) Yes. Get the cautious optimism as close to that disabled ship that you've been tracking as possible. And put me through to Johnny Lee.
0: Oh, There's a good
2: chance that the hired gun are going to end up stealing our ship. This is making me very anxious. No, they don't want our ship.
3: Johnny Lee has already been trying to plot a course for the hired gun, so I am simply allowing him to fly for the moment. And he has ordered tyboon who he seems to think is a member of the crew, to load the missile launcher. Seems to be struggling with that.
2: Disable the weapons. Put me through to the whole ship.
3: We're on intercom in three, two, one, beep, beep, boop.
2: Typhoon, don't follow any orders from Johnny Lee, please. Johnny Lee, we're not going to blow up that ship. It's full of treasure, and the crew in it are disabled. You need to park the cautious optimism, put on one of the suits, fly over there, and we'll give you the code when you're ready.
3: What, the code to fire the missiles?
2: The code to get the treasure, you moron. No one's firing my last missile anywhere. Oh. Hank, did you leave any electric lockpicks on the ship? He'll need lockpicks as well. No,
0: I'm actually down to my last one.
2: (sighs) But we've got the passcode. He doesn't need lockpicks.
0: The lock was picked and then it asked for the passcode. And I can't believe that the captain's been back on the ship for like a couple of hours and hasn't like reset the lock. Yeah, it's hard to be certain.
2: Why did you say that? Now he has. <laughs> Good
4: <laughs> job, Raven
3: <laughs> It's hard to be certain But yeah, Rico might be right
2: Oh man what? Ideas I don't know.
3: Can you hear me, Captain? This is Ty
2: Boone. Yes
3: Hey, uh, so uh, Captain Lee wants to blow it up Nope Okay, that's what I thought
2: <laughs> No blowing up
3: that's what I thought. Okay, so do you want you want us to board the ship? Is that right? Because I can knock some heads around, Captain.
2: Can you pick a lock?
3: <laughs> I, I, I can usually just bust a door down if I need to.
1: Can we just meet them there? Like, can we meet the cautious optimism at the ship? That way we can do it and we have a way to get off the ship.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, no, because the ship's in space and we're on the space station and the ship is in space.
2: Why don't we just have the cautious optimism land? I feel like we could just take a shuttle. We could hire us. The, the Uber is the way to go. From where? From the station. They've got to have something that goes out to big ships that can't board and that can't land inside the station.
3: Borrow a tug. Yeah. Yeah. There are runabouts that you could get passage on.
2: So now we're running from the secret place. Follow me if you want to. And I'm running to go find one of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just a random scramble.
2: Like,
1: like, All the the right.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: For brevity's sake, you locate one of many places that has these little, like, space taxi cabs for this sort of purpose. And yeah, you get passage on one. You load up on the little shuttle. You probably tell them, "Go, go, go! Hurry, hurry, hurry!" And as the ship exits the station, they ask you, "Where are we going?"
2: To that disabled ship. We have to save our friends.
3: So you're indicating the hired gun yes all right as the shuttle heads towards the hired gun you also see the cautious optimism heading towards the hired gun
2: uh chipcom
3: there's no response
2: he found the button mother
0: fu-
1: <laughs> oh dear god <laughs>
2: Next time on Cautious Optimism. The original goal was that we were going to try to sneak onto that ship and steal the treasure. Now I think we're into this too deep and I'd like to just take this ship.
3: Well, hey guys, I wish I could go faster. I really do. But company policy has very strict limitations on the speed in which I can travel this close to the station.
4: That bastard's in my suit. How dare
1: he take my suit?
2: That's fine. Johnny Lee just became my problem.
1: you've been listening to as the dice roll the as the dice roll intro music is the soap opera by james bowers you can find and license his music through pond5 at pond5.com all the rest of the music in this episode is by darren curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libson.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at AsTheDiceRollCast.com.